ago now, and it was on like 50% off sale. I'm like, fuck yes, I bought it in September for a Christmas present. And I told her, I said, hey, there's a box coming. I said, do not look at where it comes from. And she's like, absolutely, no problem. Shows up. She's like, I didn't look at it. The box is in the room. I'm like, perfect. So I go in there, open the box. And uh, I'm like, all right, it's unopened. Perfect. So we're laying in bed that night, and she's like, fuck, dude, like, I I, uh, I got something to tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, what's up? She's like, I looked at where it came from. And I'm like, you're present? So she's like, yeah. So I'm like, all right. So we get out of bed. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Roll into the spare room, and uh, I'm like, open it. It's middle of September. It's a Christmas present. <laughs> like, open it. I said, you wanted to look. I said, you open it now. So she opened her present. She did not get a Christmas present to open on Christmas Day. <laughs> was she pissed? No. She was like, I, I know what I got. Like, my fault. Like, I did that. So. Damn. Well, now she has She has it. Yeah, she loves it. Did she still use it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the EO Boys podcast. And if you didn't hear, that was Brian Real joining us tonight. And hopefully, hopefully you liked that little yeah. intro story there. But tonight we're just going to bullshit here at his house and see see where the night takes us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So do you got any big plans this year for hunting season? Um, I've got a couple tags. Um, I drew uh, Columbia Basin Deer, which is, I mean, pretty generic for anyone around here. Yep, but uh, typical hunt for people to draw around here. Yep. Um, I drew a Sled Springs Bull Tag with uh, Ben Rodriguez, as you guys heard a couple weeks ago. And uh, his dad, so I'm really looking forward to that one. That should be a really good hunt. Um, I've been putting in for that hunt for, well, this is fourth year now. Ben drew that tag three years ago and had two points going into this whole deal this year. So he just, yeah, he milked off of his dad's points. Yeah. Yeah, so it didn't make a difference for me. His dad had six points. He had two, average of four. I had four points going in anyways, so... uh didn't make a difference to me, so I'm like, yeah, that works. So we ended up, I think we actually drew it out of the lottery. Looking, I looked at Go Hunt about a week before we drew, and I think it was like a 48% chance, and I'm pretty sure we drew it out of the lottery, which never happens to me, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, but, you got you guys got lucky there because all four of you guys drew it. Well, there's another guy who drew it that's going with yeah, you Yeah, Bud also. Gabriel, uh, Nate Simmons' uncle, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so. And if you guys don't know who Nate Simmons is, he is the Western Hunter. Yes. Mr. Big Time. Yep. Hopefully one of these days I can get him on the podcast and we can bullshit for a while. There you go. Yeah. But, no, super excited about that tag. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of of people don't love it. I don't know why it's only a – I mean, it's a good tag. But a lot of people are the wolves moved in and this and that. But you see big bulls killed out of there every year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what Ben was saying. And Ben's hunted that area for years. He said, I mean – You go in and – you go to a unit like that with a guy with, like Ben, you're you're gonna kill elk. Have you been hiking? No. <laughs> oh wow. So no, you're, so yeah. you're shooting yourself in the foot before the hunt even started. So is what you're saying? It was funny because <laughs> last night actually I went golfing with a couple of my buddies and we went down to Broken Barrel in Stanfield and I was sitting there having drinks with them and I see Ben pull by with a stock trailer so I snapped him a picture and he's like yeah I saw you getting fat at Broken Barrel last night <laughs> I'm like hey I don't have any archery hunts so I got a few months until I got to get into until I got to be in good shape he's like yeah that's true but no it's pretty cool if you're a resident of Echo that new gym they built down there you they get, built a new gym yeah a few years ago um if you're a resident of Echo you can go down there they give you a code 
You can go use the gym for free. What so. do they got in there? It's actually a pretty legit gym. Is it's it? got everything you want, yeah. Okay, so better than the Hermeson Athletic Club? I've never been there, so I wouldn't know. Oh. Well, it is no. better because it's free and you can just go in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to fucking drive all the way it's downtown. Free. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot less people there, so no, it'll it'll be sweet. So so do they have like weight machines and cardio machines and yeah, all that? Yeah, cardio machines, like, I mean, everything squat racks. Yeah, I mean, it's, okay. it's pretty modern. I mean, they built it, I think, two or three years ago. That's and, uh, nice. So, yeah, our, all of our property tax money goes to that. So hey, well, it's not necessarily it. free, but... I mean, you still get to use it, so yeah, that's sh- good. Yeah, shout out to City Echo for making that happen. So. Yeah, no kidding. Well, when are you going to start working out then? <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually I filled out my waiver this week, so I'm just waiting for that emailed code, and I'll be at it. Um, I was actually thinking to myself this weekend, I was like, man, it'd be really dumb of me... Right before this goes, archery draw in Oregon. My probably one of the last rifle tags I'll draw with the system the way it's going to go. So yeah. it'd be really dumb of me to handicap myself and not give me every opportunity to just go work out and be in the best shape that I can be in for that hunt. So. Exactly. Well, because if nobody knows who's nobody knows who Ben is, Ben can hike. Dude, Ben's a mountain goat, and he's like 45. 40, 40, 40, 40, 42, 42, is he 42? I don't know. He's younger than 45. I know that. Yeah, I know. I think, I, I know he's 40. But he can, out, he can out hike both of us easy oh, any day of the week. Whips being, me, dude. It's, being twice our age. It's well, embarrassing. not twice our age. He's definitely older than us. Before. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> he'll hike both the first time I was around him, uh, was, uh, I think two years ago, the first time I actually hunted with him, he had that. Sled Springs Bear Tag, uh-huh. and we kind of went out. Um, Lynn, his wife, and my wife are pretty good friends, so it was kind of just an excursion, and I'm kind of up glassing, and Ben walks kind of below me, and about 45 minutes later, I'm like, Lynn, where's Ben at? Where'd he go? And uh, she's like, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of a kind of a mountain goat, and that's kind of how I described him ever since is the Jews is just a mountain goat. Just a billion Yeah, it doesn't even care. <laughs> okay, so not even caring. Let's go back to this fall or last fall, 2020. Yeah, I'm how, willing to talk about that. How about you explain your side of the story when Ben explained the other day that you didn't mention that there was a bear down in there at the bottom <laughs> of the canyon? So <laughs> we gloss up this really nice black bear, and he's – I want to say we ranged him at 1,400. Uh-huh. Why didn't he shoot it from there? Well, that gun will shoot that far. It, it will, but I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a great scenario. Like it was a good scenario. Like it was a good long-range scenario, but it was like there's no reason that like we couldn't close the distance and go kill the yeah, bear. Yeah, no, definitely. So I, shockingly, I was the one out of the group that's like, no, let's just go get closer. And so usually you'd be the first one to say, let's yeah, let's shoot plug it. Right it. Let's here. plug <laughs> it. Yeah, let's at least try. I mean, 1,300 yards is a poke, even with. Ben's guns. I mean, it's that's a poke, and uh, so I'm like, let's get closer. So, knowing me, you would never hear me wanting to drop down to the bottom of this canyon we were looking at. But that, <laughs> but that was my idea. So I'm like, yeah, sure, dude, I'll, I'll go down there. Let's go. So we get down there. Payton stops about halfway up. wasn't feeling very well. I don't think he had a gun with him, and uh, so it was me, um, Brian. And Ben, we drop off. I go all the way down pretty much about 80 feet from the bottom. Can't find the bear. So I'm like, shoot. So we're sitting around there for a while, and I'm looking around, looking around. 
everyone's kind of him on. I look up, and it was about 600, 700 yards, I, I think is what I ranged it at. And I looked at it, and it was like a walking furball basketball blonde bear. Like, it looked like <laughs> a basketball, like, rolling up the hair, like, rolling up the hill. Oh, just and, a little bit. And I'm, like, looking at the, like, the the stream in the bottom and looking at where this bear's at. And I haven't hunted Mount Emily, like, at, that was the first experience I had with it. And I'm like, man, nope, not worth it for me. <laughs> like, this bear maybe weighed 60 pounds. Cool color, but I like was like, nope. So don't even say anything. Throw so my pack back on. Where was Ben at at this time? He was probably 80 to 100 yards above me. Okay. And uh, he'll talk shit about me not shooting the bear, but the, he didn't see it, so. <laughs> so I walk back up and we walk about we get to a little bench it's about the halfway mark and they're like man I don't know what's really going on like I'm like guys I saw a bear and they're like what I'm like yeah it was up there <laughs> on and the other side of the yeah canyon. on the other side of the canyon they're like why didn't you shoot I'm like I'm not walking my fat ass across there <laughs> like there's no way <laughs> there's no way I was doing that so <laughs> no we walked out and I think Ben said it, but I'm pretty sure that black bear we were chasing was right next to Peyton. And Peyton didn't have a gun? No, he left his gun below the side by side. So. God damn it, Peyton. <laughs> so so it was it was a good hunt. I mean it was that was pretty fun. That was Peyton's I think his first camper excursion and his new uh new Dodge pickup that he bought, but I heard he drove it like it was a brand spanking new pickup. Yeah. Right so, off the lot. So I'm in I bought my pickup in uh, March of last year, so August, March to August, that's not very long, but mm-hmm. I have a dark blue metallic pickup that scratches pretty easy. Yeah. Ben's got a gray metallic Dodge at this time that scratches easy. Both of you guys went through the, the road like... Ben, are haul, ben and I are hauling ass. Yeah. Ben's got a stock trailer behind him, and it's <laughs> everything I could do to keep up with him. Like, I'm like, perfect, <laughs> let's, let's do this thing. But, no, it was fun. That trip was a lot of fun. Um, saw a moose, actually. A bull moose? Or yeah, cow? bull moose. I got pictures of it, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, we is actually 80 yards from camp. We've been out glassing all morning. Damn. We were coming back on the side-by-sides and just a little turn right before camp. There it is, running down the middle of the road. Is that the first time seeing a bull moose in Oregon? No, no. I've seen it around the casino and around Athena, but... Okay. Um, okay. First time actually hunting and seeing them. And seeing them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a small population up there, but with the wolves around, it's going to thin out pretty good. So. Well, it seems like all herds are starting to thin out. Yeah. It. Uh, I helped on a hunt last year in the Winnehaw, and it was pretty disheartening. Oh, yeah. We saw I, we saw you up there. Yeah. Yeah. I helped a, I helped a gal on a hunt. Um she waited 21 years for that tag, and uh, <laughs> I won't say what she didn't shoot, but um, <laughs> it, <laughs> about a half mile from camp, there was probably a bull. It was he was pushing 330, nothing giant. I mean, really good bull. And uh, from the sounds of that unit, uh, from everyone else that year, that was one of the bigger ones that we saw, and he was a half mile from camp, and. Uh, she couldn't get around super well, so I'm like, man, this is your chance. Like, this is the bull. And she's like, no, I'm holding out for 350 or better. I'm like, okay. Like, that's your tag. You, you waited. You waited. You waited. I said, this is your game. 
And uh, uh, it was unfortunate. That was a good bowl. But uh, I don't think she regretted not shooting it. I think she had a great time. I think they took the whole – I only helped the first two weekends. I think they took, like, the whole season off and hunted every day. And I think they had a really good time because they used to um, pack in horses about 20 years ago into the wilderness in there. So I think they had a good time. I think it was more of an experience thing for her. Did she end up killing anything? No. No, it went home. Ate and tag suit. The tag suit. I know how that feels. Yeah, it's not fun. we all do. That, I mean, <laughs> I've we, eaten way too many tags. Yeah, but uh, it's, that's part of the game, man. It's trial and error. Yeah. Do you think if she probably would have done it all over again, she would have shot that bull? I don't know. That was first week. That was first morning. So opening morning. Um, and the bull, I don't know if he got whacked during archery season or something, but he had a pretty good limp on his hind quarter. Oh, okay. Either that. I didn't see any. I mean, I glassed him for probably two hours. I didn't see anything that was sticking out, like a like a horn or something. Like a wound. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see any wound or anything like that. But that's what kind of makes me think that someone made a bad shot during archery season. And I think he had an arrow in one of his hindquarters. But he had that. I mean, I I've seen a few bulls that have been shot in the hindquarter with an arrow, and he limped just like it. Just like it. Yeah. So that makes sense. So no, I mean, I had fun. I mean, I uh, I got my feet wet in that unit just a couple of years ago. And I kind of dove into it when I knew that I was helping on that deal. So I spent quite a bit of time up there. Um, that does not mean I didn't call Ben a lot. <laughs> and he's, a, he's, the, he's the man. He's the guru. So, no, it was fun. I had a good time. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think she'd shoot it doing it again. That sucks, So Yes and no. It's it's but, hard seeing a bull like that walk, especially given the circumstances, like with all the wolves and everything. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely hard to see something um, like that just walk. It's it's a it was a different hunt than if you or I went on it. Yeah. Like, yep. Like damn, like super pumped to you know kill a big bull. Yeah. And uh, had I, she killed a big bull before? I believe so. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, she's drew the Oregon sheep tag. I mean, oh. She's okay. gone on big hunts. I mean, and uh, I think for her it was an experience kind of a deal. Gotcha. Where it was, they knew it wasn't going to be what it was when they were initially putting in for the points. Yeah, exactly. And I think they knew that, but uh, it was pretty. For me, I'm like, damn, like that's that's a good bowl. But it was an experience hunt for them, and I think they loved it. I, had, I mean, their daughters were up there with them. Oh, okay. Yep, they got two daughters that um, were able to make it, and I think they had a great time. So. How'd you end up getting involved with this lady to where you were helping her? So I went, I was able to go on a hunt, uh, well, it'll be four years this Thanksgiving. My uncle and his buddies drew the uh, Kaibabra hunt for deer. Oh. So I was able to go down there for that and help out on that deal. And a guy down there that was my uncle's college roommate, his wife was the one that drew the tag. Okay. So really good people. They're out yep. of Culver. Uh, potato farmers uh-huh. awesome people so i'm like yeah, i was super willing to help with it and i was i was excited about the whole deal so it was good it was fun um if you guys don't know what the kaibab is it's the shit is it yeah i mean a lot of yeah let's get off this elk topic because i'm a mule deer fan i, I love big elk but a big mule deer really get me going and uh, <laughs> get you nice and yes firm moist <laughs> and uh if you want to know what it's like seeing 10 to 1,500 80-inch deer a day, go run around in the Kaibab during the rut. 
Oh, Jesus. It's like you cannot believe. But there are different 180 inches. Like you see 180 inch deer down here. They've got mass, some trash, and they just look giant. 180 inch deer down there, they're probably 18 to 22 inches wide. Super deep fork. Super deep fork. Super spindly horn, though. Mm, okay. There wasn't a lot of mass down there. I mean, we killed a buck that was a the biggest the, the biggest one we killed was 216 out of that. There were three three guys in our group that had the tag. We killed 216, and he had mass. He was big, but he was only 24 inches wide, and he scored 216. Tall as shit, then. He was nuts, dude. Straight five. Oh my Both god. Both sides. Okay. Like really no trash. Uh-huh. Just super deep for pretty buck. And uh, that hunt was a lot of fun. But now we end up killing three really really good deer. I mean I saw more mule deer. It was really good to see a managed population. A properly managed yeah. population. Yep. Yeah. I mean it was in the time of the year where we weren't in the forest. Uh, the snow had rolled in and they dropped down to lower lower country, but. Their forest, I mean, it was the most proper managed forest. You didn't see a coyote one. I mean, it was it was nuts. And, uh, yeah, it was a great hunt. Phenomenal experience. I'll probably never draw a tag. It's a 17-point tag as we speak, or 18, 19 now probably. But Fuck, by the time we were able, would be able to draw, it'd be 20 Yeah, plus. exactly. But we'll see what happens after the whole Arizona game camera deal. So, oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Because now Arizona made game cameras illegal. Yep. And I see why. And I was listening to uh, another podcast today, actually, the Six Ranch podcast. I don't yep. know if you listen to that one. But he had a guy on from Arizona about, about running cameras. And it was kind of a – he made a remark about, I don't care if a guy puts a camera next to mine, you know, as long as he doesn't block my lock kind of a deal. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that makes sense too. But when we were down there, I mean, our guides ran – quite a few cameras but you go up to uh there's no running water in the unit so it's, it's all uh, it's all trick tanks okay yep so you go to these trick tanks and i'm not even kidding like there's it's probably like 40 cameras 40 on 40 cameras one. on one tank well and then you got 40 different people coming in to check their cameras yeah and it's honestly like, that doesn't even i don't even think that bug the deer because they're so used to it yeah but it's like a I was talking to those guys down there, and they're like, I was like, man, like, would you rather draw a strip tag or a kaibab tag? They're like, kaibab every day. I said, why? And they're like, if you draw a strip tag, every single outfitter knows exactly what deer is on that. And they're like, it's close on the kaibab, but there'll be ones that come down late that they don't see and some stuff like that. But the strip tag, they're like, it's a race to who can kill it first. Yeah. And that's just not my style. Like, it, it's combat hunting at that point. Yeah, and even even the kaibab was that way a little bit. Like, it wasn't as competitive. You get a lot of uh, older guys driving around. Cause, Road hunting? Yeah, but in Arizona, as long as you – if you step out of the vehicle, you can shoot off the road is my understanding. Don't quote me on that, but is my understanding. As long as you don't shoot across the road or use the vehicle as a rest. Oh, okay, so you can't use your mirror. Yep. <laughs> you cannot use your beer. You can't mirror. use your beer. No. Okay. But you have that action going on down there. But no, that was a fun hunt. I don't – if I did it again, I wouldn't hire a guide because it's a pretty easy unit to hunt. Okay. So you save a shit ton of money doing yeah. it yourself. It was actually fairly ex- inexpensive for the caliber of deer that are there. Really? Yeah. As far as like getting a guide? Yeah. I think – Oh. Uh, okay. I, I want to say it was like 4200 bucks a person. 
Well, for, that, a, for a 200 inch glass. Deer. That's not bad. No. <laughs> but that's cheaper than the than the hunts around here. Absolutely, but I mean the hunts around here aren't anything anything to that. like it, and the, the quality and quantity of the quality deer, not even close. No. I mean, I've been on some ranches there. There's a lot of good bucks, and but not to the same caliber you would see down there. I prefer Oregon deer probably because I'm from here. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they, they just look different. Like a 180 inch deer around where we live is it looks mat like it's it looks massive giant, dude. Yeah. yeah it looks it looks massive yeah where those ones are like yeah that's a that scores really well but it just it's not very it doesn't big. tickle my feathers that's almost kind of like looking at a whitetail down in texas yeah it looks real giant but their body and their face is like super slender so it makes the horns look that much bigger yeah exactly you know but no that was a fun hunt and then uh kind of got off topic there but i also drew colorado hunt for deer this November with Ben as well. So so you better get in shape for that one too. Yeah. That's Not high, only your that's, rifle hunt here, but your rifle hunt. high altitude, hunt. yeah. I was actually, I was talking with Peyton today because he recently just had the Rona and I was asking how he was feeling. He said that he's been having trouble like breathing. He hasn't, he's not back to us yeah. being a hundred percent. Yeah. And I told him, well, you better figure it out, buddy. Cause in Colorado, you're going to fucking die if you don't. For sure. So right before, uh, <laughs> The Rona really became a thing. I was uh, I got the type B flu January of 2020, and that was hard on me. Like I had the Rona, and it was for me. I was had a fever for a couple of days, and that was about it. But uh, the flu that I got that winter was atrocious. Yeah. Um, bronchitis, the whole mix, and I was actually diagnosed with asthma. They get after I, it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And I played sport. I I never had asthma. Like I uh-huh. played all three sports. Ran my ass off and never had an issue. And then, I mean, you've seen me packing out a bear. I mean, I was just fucking dying. dying. It, yeah, it, this it, last I, like week, you're dying. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I wasn't in great shape, but it, but it definitely had an impact on. Yeah, I mean, a guy could be out of shape and still hike, but the way you were doing it and you had your puffer. Yeah. You, you were like wheezing at one point. Yeah, it, it killed me. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of a funny story about the whole deal, but. <laughs> Start okay. We'll finish this one and then go back to that story. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I had the type B flu and uh, I didn't really expect that, but yeah, I I got that. I got the asthmas from it. And uh, so, do you still have a puffer now? Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna take an extra one when you go to Colorado, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be. Honestly, um, that was spring bear of that year or so, because that was 2020, right? When Ben killed his bear spring of 2020 yeah so i mean that was four months after i had it and uh it it knocked the shit out of me and it's better now i mean i hiked around during elk season and stuff like that and i was i was i was better but i'm still not what i was not 100 I, I don't think i'll ever be what i was but um but no so the bear story <laughs> so <laughs> let's go back to this so it's uh spring bear 2020, we're all up at camp. So there's me, there's Garrett, there's Dave, there's Ben, and Lynn and Payton. Olivia wasn't there yet, were they? No, they actually left already. They had left. So and yeah. then Payton was there as well. Yeah. And then Brian rolls up the next morning, right? Because it was that evening. You said you were going to come up and meet us in the morning, right? Yeah. So 
I had a plan <laughs> to meet them in the morning, and uh, my buddies from Legrand were like, hey, take your side-by-side up, and uh, let's go ride around side-by-sides, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I, like, I'll just get a hotel room. I got to go got to go bear hunt anyways close so i'm like perfect let's do this mm-hmm. so i roll up there and we go side by side and we got our drink on that night <laughs> and uh completely dehydrated myself uh the hotel didn't allow dogs so my dog at the time slept in the pickup and i let her out before i went in got up early let her out again well when i let her out in the morning i'm like man you pissed, didn't you? She pissed all over my camo. <laughs> all over it. <laughs> in your truck. Yeah. Pissed in, my, in your truck, all over your yeah, camo. I got weather tech, so it wasn't a huge deal in the pickup, but it was all over my camo. So I'm like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. So Ben's like, I'm like, I asked Ben, I was like, what time do you want me to camp? He's like, oh, 637. I'm like, all right. So I roll in at probably 615, 620, and... Let the dog out, walk around for a while, and 7 rolls around, 7.30 rolls around. No one's out of camp. They're all still sleeping. I'm like, <laughs> like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know half the guys that are up here. I knew Leon and then Peyton and Ben, but Garrett and Dave, there's this other camper. I'm like, I don't know who the hell these guys are, and we're kind of rolling. I'm walking around my, with my dog, and finally someone comes out. They're like, hey, I'm like who the fuck are you? <laughs> but no, super good group of guys. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, so later that day, Ben ended up killing this bear and to extend on... You're pissed on camo. Pissed on camo. I'm in a bright blue Columbia jacket. <laughs> he looked like he came straight from fucking Portland and yeah. wanted to start hunting this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like. And uh, when I left to go ride side by side, I left in a hurry and... Uh, Let's just say the Kinetrek stayed on the counter at home. <laughs> and uh, so I'm in Thorogood work, work boots. And where we killed this bear, I mean, it was it was pretty steep. And uh, it, it was very steep. You could reach out and touch the side of the mountain. And uh, no trekking poles. Thorogood work boots. And if you don't know what the bottom of those look like, you're wearing fucking dancing shoes. <laughs> Flat bottoms. Yes. And... Uh, so I'm so dehydrated from drinking that night. I get down to the bear and I'm starting to cramp. Oof. And everyone's kind of giving me shit. And, and the like, bear, you can see, you can see the bottom creek from where this bear's at. Yeah, and it's not where the bear ended up dying. And it wasn't a long hike, thank God, but it was steeper than shit. And uh, I started cramping when I got to the bear, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. So I was the first one to load my pack and get the hell out because I'm like, that's going to take me a while because this is going to suck. So we kind of all made a plan in the bottom that we weren't going to go the way we came in. So I take off that way and uh, come to find out when I get about halfway up, everyone else had found an easier route. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up in blowdown, just nasty shit the whole time. And I come out on the trail and everyone's kind of laughing at me. And I'm like, dude, this sucks. So we work our way around and I'm cramping horribly. And Leon kind of hangs back with me a little bit. And I'm like, dude, this is terrible he's like what's wrong i'm like I'm, I'm just in a cramp constantly so we get to the pickup and i'm thankfully dave had a beer drink a beer Peyton actually drank whiskey a little bit oh yeah did he take like a sh- 
part, no. or like it was like a whiskey and coke or whiskey, something. Whiskey, yeah, whiskey, or coke, Pepsi, whiskey, Pepsi, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, but, uh, he drank a little bit of it. Yeah, so we get in the pickup, and it's probably what an hour drive back to camp. Hour and probably. 10. Something like that, yeah. So we get back to camp, and I go to bail out of Ben's pickup, and my legs are locked. <laughs> I fall on my face. <laughs> like, straight, straight twelve six or twelve three. Yeah, flat on like, your face. Slide out of the pickup, and my legs don't move. And I'd like the only other other time I've done that is when I got real drunk on margaritas and I fell on my back out of my pickup. <laughs> but like they're like, "What's going on?" And I literally crawled like hands and knees back to my pack to grab my Gatorade <laughs> to chug it and. Uh, Everyone was kind of concerned for a little bit. I'm like, I'm just cramping, and after that, I did not stop getting shit all night. Well, not just from him cramping, but from the fact that his camel got pissed on, so he was wearing a bright <laughs> blue jacket. His boots were on this counter at home, so he was wearing work boots, hiking down in there, slipping and falling all the way down, and, well, cramping. He just. But I did it. <laughs> but he did it. He made did it. it. He made it out and alive. There's, there's kind of a running joke of... People going down in that canyon, I'm like, you have not gone down in that canyon until you fucking do it in Thoroughgoods. Yep, yep. <laughs> or in a bright blue jacket. <laughs> or in a bright blue jacket. And the worst thing was I had to stop at D&B, and I I don't wear Cryptek camo because I forgot clothes as well as my boots. And uh, I don't wear Cryptek, but uh, I had a Cryptek shirt on, and my pants didn't get pissed on in their Badlands. So I got a lot of shit from Garrett from that, too. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of brand clashing there. Oh man, that's but so. Funny. It, yeah, it was a it was a great time. It was fun. Um, I have not <laughs> forgotten my boots since. Hey, well, you learn you learn something there. For now, yeah, absolutely. Well, just make sure when you go to Colorado, you don't forget your boots. You pack two at least. Yeah, I I already told my boss. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be gone for like two weeks. He's like, what do you mean your season's like six days? I'm like, nah, I'm gonna be gone for two weeks. <laughs> Just, so, okay, I talked with Ben about that hunt, and he was saying he's probably going to purchase an elk tag. Do you think you're going to do the same since it's it, you can get an elk tag? Where's for that my wife at? <laughs> she can't hear you. She's outside. She, she listens is the worst part. Oh, fuck. I, yeah, I've been, I, yeah I, I probably will. Just I mean, I mean, might as well. You're there. there. I mean, what's the extra few hundred? I mean, we're already making the trip. I'm taking time off work. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you guys are, what is it, 1,000 miles, 1,200 miles down there, 1,500 miles? It's a long, yeah, it's a long drive. I mean, you're driving all the way over there. Might yeah, as well yeah. get so, a tag. I so. mean, if we don't see any deer, then a Turn cons- into a consolation hunt. prize, even if I kill a raghorn, it's worth it. So. Can you kill spikes in that unit, or does it have to be Honestly, like... I have no idea. I'm the okay. wrong person to ask. I'm pretty uneducated when it comes to elk in that unit. Well, so. I know Ben will know, and yeah. I know for sure, since Ben's going to have an elk tag in his pocket... If, he's hit, if he sees an elk, that deer hunt's going to turn quickly into an elk hunt. And you guys are probably going to end up going with him, been, helping him pack out an elk at the bottom of a fucking hell hole. <laughs> yeah, there's zero doubt about it. There's, that's, there's, that's, yeah. there's no other option. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. You guys are going to turn this deer hunt into an elk hunt. He's going to find a badass elk, kill it at the bottom of canyon, and you're going to have to help him Honestly, pack it out. Honestly, if he pulls the trigger on an elk like early in the year, like early in the season – like he pulls the trigger last because fuck that <laughs> like, <laughs> we're killing deer like <laughs> no ben uh yeah he's a elk killing son of a bitch yeah uh, well when i did the podcast with him the other day going just in his his man cave there yeah. dude he's got elk all around that thing yeah 
when I, mean, I when I tell them, like I go in there, I'm like goals. This is goals, Ben. I'd like to. I aspire to be like you and kill as many elk as you have. Dude, but he's so humble about it. Like, he's like, yeah, you know, this one, this is that, and I'm like, okay, you hear a story from Utah, Idaho, or I'm like, dude, like he's been all over. And then you like, I applied with some tags with him this year. Obviously, we drew. Every single one I applied for, except my Oregon deer tag, we applied together. You must be his good luck charm. I bet I, you need no, to tell, you no, need to fuck tell him that, that. dude. Fuck no. that because we applied for spring bear together. I'm Didn't like, draw shit. I'm Didn't like, draw all shit. right, I got two points. You have zero. We'll draw with one. Absolutely, yeah. sure. Didn't fucking draw. I know like 15 people that drew with zero points. <laughs> so from that point, I'm like, dude, I don't know if I want to put in with elk with you or not. And but I'm like, I had the same points. I guess fuck it. And we drew, and then. Uh, yeah, the Colorado tag. That was lottery. I mean, I've had some damn good luck this year. We all have. Uh, Ben's got a full schedule. Yeah, well, you heard his schedule last year, right? He didn't draw shit. That's no, why. I'm, that's why I'm a, saying you're not as, a goddamn thing. That's why I'm saying you're his good luck charm. You drew elk with him, and you drew deer with him. Yeah, and I mean hunting with Ben, like it's that's a experience for me because I mean I I hunted when I was since I've been 12, like. But when you grow up on a farm and you're Columbia Basin deer tag, dude, you go drive around the wheat fields. Yeah. Like, you just go drive around the wheat fields. And that's all I knew for a long time. And then uh, I started, uh, when I started dating Kim, Scott's a big hunter. And I was like, oh, like spring bear, that sounds pretty fun. So I started applying for spring bear. And then hanging out with Ben, just, I mean, he's like, apply for every state you can afford. I'm like, I got to afford to apply for these ones but i don't know if i can afford it to go do it <laughs> exactly drive all over there take yeah. your time off of work yeah and so yeah. i mean it was it's a fun experience i mean i credit those two people a lot for wanting to do different things because mm-hmm. i mean a lot of people in heaven don't bear hunt oh okay like, i've never killed a bear a lot of people in heaven don't bear hunt and so for me i'm like spring bear like that's a new thing for me like a, a select few do uh-huh. i'm like that's a new thing and then uh I started hanging around some people that hunted a lot, like, a lot differently than I was ever used to. I mean, Fossil Unit, Columbia Basin Unit, I mean, that was, that was my, where our ranch was, and, uh, we just kind of went and hunted our own ground and walked a few canyons and killed a rag, little buck every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I didn't really, I actually, I used to snowmobile and ride motorcycles a lot, and that was kind of my, my deal, and then I was... And then sports, obviously. Yeah, and then sports. And then I was – about two years ago, I told Kim, my wife, I'm like, you know what? Like, how many, like, specific instances do you remember – do I remember of, you know, this certain motorcycle trip or this certain snow? Like, the snow may have been great, but, like, do I really remember everything that happened? I'm like, no. You go on a spring bear hunt on a whim with – some guys you never <laughs> met, and I remember the whole thing, dude. That, like, yeah, no, I, like I the know hog, exactly like, what you mean. Like, it was just a, I just, I don't know what it was, but I'm like, I'm going to focus my attention on hunting. You know, I sold my, sold my snowmobile, sold the motorcycle. I did buy a jet ski this year. Oh, how do you, well, how do you like that? It's a blast. So much fun. There's no hunting seasons while I want to ride a jet ski, but had a blast, um, but I just kind of was like, man, I'm kind of done with the power sports deal, and I just kind of want to focus on hunting. Well, my family used to do the same thing. We would 
hunt all the time, or excuse me, we would ride four wheelers, we would race, we would do shit like that. But no, nobody in my family hunts. Well, I have an uncle, but I mean, we weren't the closest. Yeah, I always remember up. you guys. I mean, well, St. And Patrick's Day, we St. were there fucking every year. St. Patrick's year. Day in Heaven was a yep. big thing. I was, I rode in it every year that was there, yep. and there was always the. The Luna crew. Yep. I mean, you knew we were there yeah, because there was probably 20, 20 of us. Yeah, and so, like, you would you would hear Luna, and you're like, who the hell are these guys? And then yeah. you grow up a little bit. And I was young when the, the last time they did that stuff. But, I mean, I raced them every year. And you guys, I never really knew because you guys always ride four-wheelers. Yep. And we were always motorcycles. And yep. so it just kind of went on to the point. I'm like, man, who are these guys? And then I get into high school sports. And I'm like, okay, that I'm starting to put pieces together. Yeah. And you were a few years older than I was. And then. What's your brother's name? Isaiah? Isaiah. Yeah. He's – how old is he? Uh, he is 20. Okay, yeah. So, yeah he's so he's younger than you. A few years younger than I am. But, yeah. No, you guys were always Superman jersey. Oh, no shit. You remember. Superman yeah, so jersey, my, my older brother started that. He, yeah. He always wore his Superman shirt when he was – when he would race his four-wheeler. And then I ended up doing the same thing. Yeah. He, like – Hammy, like hand me down kind of pass the torch kind of yeah, thing yeah, where he, sure. he gave me his superman shirt that he always wore when he for raced sure. no, that and a, then that was a token dude yeah that was so a token. A, every year when i would race i would i would end up wearing that superman shirt as well and then i mean there was only a few instances where we didn't win in like for our specific classes like my little brother yeah for would sure. win or my cousin would win and and then, for sure. uh, like for my age group, I mean, there was a rare occasion that I had lost, but not to toot my own horn, but I won quite a bit of those no, races. Kim last because I have a, a whole bucket full of, I mean, a huge box full of trophies. Like we rode motorcycles every weekend for a long, like every day. I rode every day. We had a track at our old house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I get off the school bus, hit the motorcycle yep. and I go ride. I burned through three tanks of gas. Like I just ride, dude. And it was, it was fun. Like I had a lot of fun. And then we moved into town and rode for a little bit longer. And then we just kind of got out of it. I mean, a couple of my sisters graduated and my Lizzie, my other sister didn't really love it. So, I mean, it was just a, then we went to snowmobiles and we snowmobiled for a while. And I, I love snowmobiling still, but it's, uh, I just, just want to hunt, honestly. I just kind of made my mind up. I just wanted to hunt. So yeah, no, that's kind of where I'm at too. Cause me growing up, I was all I ne- well, cause I never hunted. So I was all sports. I did football, basketball, baseball, junior high. I did track and wrestling as well. But I went and played college baseball, and then that kind of just felt like it fell through. Didn't work out, and it was shitty. It was more of like a a job and it was, it wasn't fun anymore. Baseball yeah. wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, so, that's why it... so then after that, I kind of got into, I started fishing a lot. As soon as I got done playing baseball, I started fishing a shit ton. And then one of my other buddies, he started bow fishing and he got me into bow fishing. And I was like, fuck, this is fun. Yeah. I, I like shooting a bow. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to set this bow up. And it was a, it was an old shitty browning bow i mean it it, it was old <laughs> yeah. it was an old ass bow so sure. i but i set it up for big game hunting that year i practiced i got it sighted into about 60 yards and then that was my first year ever going out hunting and i think that was 2014 
okay. yeah, 2014, 2015. So I, I mean, I'm still new to hunting, but I've gone, sure. I've gone balls deep into it. I'm, I'm committed. I, and, I'm in the same. I mean, kind of the same boat, <clears throat> honestly. Um, I would say that I had surrounded myself probably with a lot more guys that hunted. Mm-hmm. That's about the only difference. But I, when I was 12, one of my buddies was like, "Yeah, dude, let's let's go hunt with a bow." So I picked up a bow that summer, and I think I bought it off one of my buddies for 50 bucks. Nice. I went and bought some arrows. I think that's exactly what I did, too. I got yeah. it for 50 bucks yeah. or something went like that. went and bought some arrows, and uh, this sounds super bad, but the first day I went out, I killed a bull. Lucky fucker. Yeah, first, first time. <laughs> that doesn't happen. No, dude. First time ever archery hunting, opening, opening morning, we jumped two little raghorns, and uh, we cal- called them back in. And we were kind of, there was like four of us in this creek bottom. They were all, we're all spread out. And sure shit, I just put myself like in the right spot. Like it's, it sounds goofy, but like if you're around animals, like it doesn't matter if they're elk or sheep or animals kind of have their own mm-hmm. way of going about terrain. And, uh, that's one of the things that I'm pretty decent at is, all right, yeah, if he comes here, he's going to do this. And, like, same with, like, if you jump deer. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell you they're going to go they're, through. Their escape route and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, go yep. th- they're going to go through this patch of trees. Yep. And I, I sit there and wait for them. And that, that's where most of my success comes from. And I was like, I just set up in one of these. I was like, they're going to come back in. They're going to come right here. Sure shit, 32 yards. Damn, that's close. Yep. Yep. First time, first arrow I ever shot. Whack. Wow. How far to go? Uh, a ways. Honestly, <laughs> a ways. That, the 45-pound bow you're pulling back wasn't quite enough? <laughs> yeah, it was 46, but oh, fuck okay. off. <laughs> yeah, no, it it, uh, it probably ran, I don't know, a few miles. Damn, but you guys found it. Yeah. Was there good blood at all? Or Great was... blood. It, it did everything it was supposed to. I mean, within a quarter mile, it dropped down to the bottom of the canyon, and we're all looking at each other like, okay, here it is. It's going to be right here. Yep. It just went up the bottom of the canyon the whole way. Damn, and just hiked the whole bottom of the canyon. Yeah. Up. Didn't go down. Oh. In the bottom of the canyon. Up. Well, damn. Where'd you end up hitting it? Liver. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, I, I had fun with that, and then I kind of put the bow down for a few years. Um, I was really into football, so elk hunting and football don't go hand in hand. Nope, you can't. Um, so I didn't really get into it until after I graduated, but kind of put put it down um decided not to play college football. Do you regret not playing college football? Yes and no. Yeah. Um the year I graduated I had some shoulder issues. I went to an orthopedic surgeon and he told me that <laughs> you're gonna have to get a shoulder replacement before you're forty. If you keep playing football. No. Currently. Oh, oh damn. Currently. So I'm like that was an eye opener for me and then uh I just didn't – all of my coaches were just like, this is the most fun you'll ever have. Like, high school sports is the most fun you'll ever have. And then it turns into a job. Yep. We went – I went out on top. We won state. I'm like – That was your senior year, right? Yep. I'm like, why? Why go any further? You can't I, beat this. I'm not going to go pro. I was not even near yep. – I'm like, I'm not going to go pro. So, I mean, I can get some – my school paid for. I didn't really want to even go to school. I went to school for a term and said, fuck that and left. But <laughs> – I mean, I was like, I can get my school paid for, but I didn't want to do that. So it just it, it just didn't align for me, and I didn't like it. So I don't regret it. I mean, a lot of my friends had a lot of fun. Um, 
playing. I still have some friends that still play to this day that were way more athletically gifted than I was. But Did they get drafted? No. So two of my buddies, I, two out of my graduating class when I went to Bend are still playing. They've had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. One kid that goes to Oregon, he very well could get drafted. He's had a healthy season. Okay. He's what position did he play? Tight end. Okay. He's legit. And, uh, yeah, really legit. He was like 6'5", 250 pounds in high school as a tight end. That's a big-ass boy. That's a huge <laughs> boy, dude. And so, no, he's he's good enough. But I made a bet with him when we graduated. I said, if you go pro, I'll get your name tattooed on my ass. Oh, I thought you were going to say you are going to suck his dick. No, <laughs> no, no way. I knew better, honestly. I knew better because I think he will. But, no, I, I had a great time in sports, but, yeah, it just uh, – I never really was around a lot of people that hunted hard, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't until Kim and I got back together that I was with people that hunted hard. And that's where things started to change. Yep, yep. Scott, I mean, you know Scott. He, yep, he hunts hard. He hunts hard with the hardest weapon you can hunt with that I still won't pick up because <laughs> I like to kill shit. And I know he's going to listen to this, but... But he it, kills shit. He kills shit. That's no doubt. And he just went to Africa and killed shit. Yep. Yeah, went to Africa. His 6'3 frame didn't fit in the blind, and he struggled a bit. But when you're pulling 32 inches out of a recurve, that arrow's going to fucking haul ass. So. And what what is it? Like a 700-grain arrow? I think he was around there. Yeah. At like 170 feet a second. God damn. Which... If you don't know about any traditional bow, that sounds pretty slow. But for that, when you're talking, size of arrow, when you're talking about that size of arrow, and that's fast. And his bow, it's it's quick. And he always gives me shit because my Valkyrie system is only going like 232 <laughs> out of my 70 pound bow. I was so oh, stoked. Shit. I bought a the Leopold RX4 rangefinder. I'm like, perfect. This is gonna be sweet. I'm gonna get my arrow arc, top of my shot, and everything. And I get the rangefinder, and it only goes to 250 feet a second. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you're uh, definitely going to have an arc with that thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I'm shooting rainbows. But, no, it's, uh, yeah, I didn't didn't really get into it till I got older. And uh, it's probably a good thing because it's expensive. Yeah. And uh, I would have never afforded the things I wanted to do when I was – 18 years old but you would have learned a lot though i would have learned a lot and i have i've been around it i mean i've hunted with some pretty got pretty good guys that i mean steven he's a pretty lethal elk killer steven thompson yeah he's don't they guide too yep okay yeah they kind of started that deal back up they're guiding um they've got cow hunts going on right now gotcha. so you guys are interested what's the what's the place called i don't eat Last year, I think it was Skinner Creek Outfitters. Okay. I don't know if they're actually operating under that name or not. Where's it out of? Hefner. Oh, okay. It's out of Hefner. Yep. How many acres do they got? You know? A lot. All right. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> they run a lot of cows, so honestly, the the hunting deal is just to a bonus. keep their fences together. There's too many elk. I mean, if you guys want to cow hunt or even bull hunt, I think they've got hunts for sale still, but... I'm sure Leon will give you guys the number if you guys need to get in contact with him. Yeah, well, if you guys want to hunt, let me know, and I'll 
get you in contact with Brian. Yeah, no, there's uh, there's some opportunity there. There's, I mean, there's some good bulls, but no, tremendous people. I mean, they were kind of my second family, so I kind of spent a lot of time around them. But for the last, I think, three or well, probably longer than that, four or five years, I think Stevens killed a six-pointer better. Nice bulls. He's lethal. Yeah, he's good. Oh, that's good. So going back to where you said you surround yourself with good people, I mean, I've tried to do that. I mean, I, I was given the opportunity to go up to Opal Butte yeah. and help out over there, and every guy that was up there, they taught me so much, Ben especially. I mean, mm-hmm. Ben taught me the first five minutes I was with him, he taught me a shit ton. Yeah. And that was just like something simple that I should have learned, but it was in regards to thermals. He taught me something so simple, and I was like – just blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> when I got back into it, like, after I graduated, I I hunted the first, I think, three years when I got back into it by myself. So a lot of trial and error. Um, learned a lot of stupid things the I hard way. I heard a lot of that. Yep, I heard a lot of, of stupid too. things the hard way. I mean, I should have killed. If I know what I knew now, I could have killed a bull every year. Last year, I had horrible luck. Um, you come to full draw that many times, 29 times. Holy shit. Did you shoot any of them? Nope. Never flung an arrow. I didn't draw my bow back once last year. Yep. 29 times. And, uh, <laughs> but I also only hunted like two days, three yeah, days. Yeah. And the guys that would come back to camp, I'd come back to camp and they're like, how'd it go? And I tell them, they're like, don't worry, dude. Like it's going to, it's going to happen. Like you draw that many times and I'm like at six at this point, you draw that many times, you're going to fling an arrow. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then. First time one of my buddies draws his bow, he shoots a bull. A week later, the other buddy shoots a bull. First time he draws. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, chasing a bigger bull than they were. Um, they were kind of up for anything. And uh, I got on this bull the second weekend, and he was fired up. I mean, he was screaming. And then I got close to him, and I had him. I, I was a full draw the same within five minutes three times. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah, and I I caught him once, and he was quartered away, and he's at 44, and I just I wasn't wasn't comfortable with it. And then he walked out to 50, and I drew again, and I cow called, and he would never stop and turn. He just stopped Stayed. and do this, and kind of looked behind him. Oh, he was smart, but on a public land bull that's been hunted a lot, he's 300 inches. He's gonna be smart. Yeah, no kidding. Especially where I hunt, there are a lot of people, but. So I and then he walked out and I closed the gap again to 38 and just same deal just all I had was his ass and uh, I never got back on him but when I was on full draw looking at him waiting to turn I heard a crack and I there's a spike that was like 14 yards oh shit Standing looking at you the whole broadside yeah didn't move did you shoot it no nope, pass it up damn pass it at up. this point how many times have you drawn. I think that was probably – it was early. I mean, I didn't hunt really the first weekend, so probably five. I had drawn on a couple raghorns that okay. just were kind of in brush and never gave me a shot. But it was rough. I mean, I would go out and try my ass off, and I would get into elk, and I'd be in really good spots. Just the terrain wouldn't allow it. I could have shot a bull. He's a 52 broadside and – uh with my 232 feet a second arrow, it would have <laughs> rainbowed right in there. 
But I, uh, he had a piece of buck brush that was probably 15 yards in front of him. I couldn't see his vitals. I knew where he was. Yep. He was stopped, but I just didn't want to. Yep. I couldn't see where Mary was going to go. I don't regret it, but goddamn, it's really hard drawing 29 times in a season and not <laughs> shooting an arrow. Not shooting an arrow. No. God damn, that sucks, no. man. I finished one of my buddy's bulls off that he that he shot. Um, I don't count that, but no, it was tough. It was a tough year. Um, I've had a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping this year. This year is the first year since I've really gotten into hunting that I'll be able to take more than four days to hunt for myself. Three yeah, days. Yeah, and I mean, you surround yourself with a wealth of knowledge in the last few years. I mean, you've been at what, what two, three years now? Uh, yeah, something like that. So yeah. I, I've never been up there, but I, I don't know a lot of guys up there. But I mean, I know I don't really know Casey that well, but I know Padilla. Yep. I know Ben. I mean, those are. Dude, all those guys are killers. They're killers. Straight right? killers. Like, they're not hunters, they're killers. And at the end of the day, they, they know how to get shit done. And what I've learned is it doesn't matter what you know or what you think you know. If you surround, surround yourself with people who know what the fuck they're actually doing, yeah, they will teach you a thing or two. And make sure you got your notepad and take notes because they, they'll change your life. And that's exactly what's happened to me. For sure. I've had life-changing experiences with them. So. It, it's cool. I mean, it's cool that – because a lot of people will hunt a couple of years and really get into it and think mm-hmm. they know everything. Yep. And they're the biggest douchebags, honestly. <laughs> like, they can fuck off. But uh, these guys that are have been in the game for a long time and have done the trial and error thing, they know a lot. And they're good. Yep. And they will. And the best part about those guys is they'll give you any secret they know. They'll teach you. They just want to see you be yeah. successful. They just want to see everyone kill shit. Yep. And I mean, and that's what I appreciate about those guys, especially Ben. I mean, he's willing to share like every trick that he he would learn. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. I mean, he's humble about it. He's not arrogant or cocky about it. He's he's willing to help you, and that's why I think it's good that he started help to hunt. And he, I was just gonna say that his help to hunt deal is not just a ploy to make money. I mean, it's a he truly like he you, knows like, what like he's you go about. you go hunt spring bear with Ben. It doesn't matter who's pulling the trigger. It doesn't matter who's hunting. Ben could not have a gun in his hand. He wants to see someone kill a bear. And he'll hike as farther than any further of, than, anybody else. Further there. than any of us. <laughs> and when it comes to Ben, I mean, he just – he wants to see other people succeed. And I think yeah. – and it's been a really tough time to start a business with the Rona. And, yep. I mean, he can't go to sportsman shows and – Try and promote it. Yeah, all, all, all this stuff that is really handicapping his ability to get out there is uh, unfortunate because I think when people start to learn – of what help to hunt really is and get to meet Ben face to face. And what he can offer to you. It's, yeah, it'll be a game changer. I think sure. so too. And I think that he'll have a lot of success. Expe- I think so too. Especially with his new guide deal starting up. Um, I think that that's going to be really good for, to see, I think it's going to be really good for people to see who are on the fence about getting an e-scout package of what Ben knows because I mean, Ben's going to have his clients kill big shit. And and put them in a good position to where if they're not wanting to necessarily kill big shit, just kill stuff in general. Yeah. He'll put you where, he's you, put where you, you need a glass, yeah, he's where you need you a camp, yeah. which draw you need to hike. He'll tell you he'll tell, he'll tell yeah. you all that. And he I puts mean, in the preseason work to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I think that helped the hunt deal. I know he, a couple weeks ago he was talking about, you know, being done with work, but 
the guy just likes to be outside. Yeah, in the in the mountains. Yeah. Anything you can do, get in the mountains. Yeah. And well, from the sounds of it, I mean, he's really pushing to try and do this full time next year. So, I'm I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping too. I told him I'd help him, and he said that the other week. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't offer much. But so, well, the same. Like after we got done, I was like, dude, if you need any help, let me know. I I guess I don't have much to offer, but if you need help, I'll help. If you need help packing, yeah, that's one thing I'm. I'm pretty good at. It. I'll help pack meat. Leon's and a packing son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll help pack meat. I'll I don't pack, care where it's at. And I'll pack, but it's not my favorite. You'll pack like, beer down in there so we can celebrate. <laughs> I won't even do that. <laughs> like, I hiked the Grand Canyon this year, and uh, I went rim to rim. My wife and my uncle and his family went, and I went rim to rim. And uh, it's like 20. It's supposed to be like 24 miles, and I think it ended up being like 27. And. Uh, my uncle, we're on the north rim getting ready to head down. He's like, you going to pack some beers? I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not packing anything more than I had to. I ended up having the heaviest pack there. Like, I had way more stuff than I needed. Uh, I think I was like 44 pounds. Fuck, for 26 miles. Yeah. That's we broke brutal. it up into two days, but I mean, honestly, like, it was a comfortable. Like, that Kafaro, that was the first trip I went on it, dude. And that was best investment you could have made. Yeah, huh? everyone like when that pack was empty, people were like, well, that are those are heavy, and I bought the hoodlum just right off the yep. get, and they're like that's heavy, and I'm like, well, put some weight in it, and just walk around. Like honestly, you can tell you throw weight in it, like you throw 30 pounds in it, and just go walk from like one end of the house to the other, and you're like, this is different. Yeah. And uh, when I got that thing, I'm like, this is not bad, and I love it. Like I packed 44, I think it was like 44.5 four or whatever for 27 miles and uh i was in good shape my my calves from the off the north rim you fall 6600 feet holy shit did, yep. you, did the balls of your feet hurt too nope just my calves god damn the way out was kind of a cakewalk for me going uphill you gained 4400 feet okay but over how how many miles? So you drop down. We dropped down 15 miles the first day, over 6,600, and you gain 40. It's like 44, 4,600 on the way out and uh, 12 miles. Okay, that's not bad. Doesn't sound like it. It's pretty flat, and you get to this one spot, and uh, you're kind of right below the South Rim Visitor Center, but you're like 2,300 feet below it. You're three miles away, and you're 2,300 feet below it. And you kind of look up, and you're like, where's the trail? <laughs> and you can't see the trail. You're like, how am I getting out of here? But great experience. I'd do it again, honestly. You would? Yep, I'd do it again. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. I would do it differently, but I'd do it again. What would you do differently? I would walk further the first day. So uh, we stayed in Phantom Ranch in the bottom. It was 111 degrees when we got there at 11 o'clock in the morning. At the bottom of the canyon? Yeah, like right along the Colorado River. Holy shit. Did you go swim in the river? Not to Colorado. No. It was ripping. Oh, okay. But uh, the the worst, I think the worst part about staying there was is there was people that rode down on mules and had all their shit packed in and they're walking by with margaritas and... Those motherfuckers. Yeah. They're, they're like walking by with drinks and we're like... like that sounds pretty good right Phantom, now. Like Phantom Ranch has a full bar, but... I, Did you drink down there? No. You no. didn't drink? No. Oh, no. wow. So we got okay. there at 11. P.M. Um, or A.M.? A.M. Okay. Yeah, we left at probably... It was like 4.30 or 5 from the, from the north rim. Got down there at 11. and uh, Just relax the rest of the day? We soaked in the stream. The stream was cold. It was okay. like an ice bath. It, but it, it saved it probably us. Helped. It saved us, honestly. And uh, 
these people are walking by with drinks and you see the mules and you're like, man, that that's crazy. And we were talking to a, a park ranger and they're like, we average two medevacs a day out of here. Because of those people that are drinking going down the trail. No, because uh, – and I didn't really understand when she said that. I'm like, how? Like everyone I met was backpackers, like full-on hippie-type backpackers. Yeah. Like they yeah, do yeah. it for a living kind uh-huh. of a deal. And then you get to the south rim. And uh, we got to the south rim, and there was a couple that was down there. And uh, there was a girl who was completely heat-stroked out. And at three miles, you're 2,300 feet to the top. Damn. And uh, it's – they don't realize when you go down oh, – we're just walking three miles. Sure, you're only walking three miles, but you got to go back up. Yeah, no and, shit. And uh, she was heat-struck at the bottom, and you're like, those are the people that get life-fighted out of here. So did the park ranger guide you? Was he like a guide and took nope, you down there? all by ourselves. Oh, okay. Super easy. I mean, you walk down a trail, and you hit the bottom, stay in your campground, and then you hit – I mean, we left at 3.30 in the morning under flashlights, and it was uh, 87 degrees still. Oh, fuck. But uh, <laughs> we made it out. Did you hike in shorts? No, I was in pants. Oh, you were? Yeah. Pants okay. and long sleeve. Actually, the shirt is what I hiked out in. Salmon ass like a motherfucker. <laughs> no, it, you, I mean, honestly, with the sun, I would not wear anything but pants and long sleeve. Just to basically shade yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I look like a super hippie when I got to the top and my, <laughs> my sun hat and my long sleeves and my backpack on with my sleeping bags and everything in it, but... It, it was fun. I had a really good time. Oh, that's good. Uh, first backpacking trip I ever took overnight was in the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Wow. what a That's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah, I had way too much stuff. So what wouldn't you take that you like that you thought you needed but in reality didn't? Dude, I probably – like I'm a worst-case scenario kind of person. Okay. So I had – I think Kim had three mountain houses and hers. I had probably five. Okay. What do you think you need? Three? Two? Three? Two apiece. Okay. Two apiece. We had way too many snacks. We came out with over half the snacks we had. Uh, we packed sleeping bags. I wouldn't pack a sleeping bag again. <laughs> what would you do? Like a quilt or something? I don't even think I'd pack a quilt. We didn't use anything. We uh, I you just ha- slept on the ground? No, we had our sleeping rolls, but oh, okay. at, like in the middle of the night, I put like wet swim trunks on myself to cool myself off. <laughs> it was so hot, dude. It was That's so bad. That's fucking miserable. And then we got up in the morning. <laughs> And you could not believe the bats in that thing, dude. We got up, and you put your flashlight on, and there's bats just dive bombing you. Jesus. Like, bats like gnats around here. Yeah. But, no, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I think Kim enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah, I would do it again at the end of the day for sure. <laughs> Kim's outside. <laughs> She's a... Uh, Reading a book under a flashlight out there. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting on the deck reading a book under yeah, her flashlight. Yeah, she's she's in heaven. <laughs> Dang, but okay, that's good. So then, did you take like a, a cook stove or anything like that? No, I, my uh, uh, MSR. It's like a jet well, the but pocket rocket thing. Yeah, yep. yeah. Took that. I mean, a hot meal in 110 degrees does not sound fun sucked i'm not gonna lie but it was food um you probably could have gotten away with just like snack type food too no no you don't think so you burn too many calories yeah that's true that's a good with, point. with being that hot like and and the elevation and everything i drank four gallons of water on the way out holy shit do they have 
Water There's stations? water stations. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, I packed. I had a four liter water bladder, and then I had my just my Nalgene bottle. Nalgene. Yeah. And I just and I drank it. Oh, you probably man. didn't even piss. You just sweat it all out. I peed once on the way up. Okay, so <laughs> that's that's a and lot I peed of water. Maybe dude. twice at the hotel room, on the other side. God damn. That's but yeah, crazy. I drank four gallons on the way out. I think I maybe only drank a gallon and a half on the way down. But when you leave the north room, it's cool. It's eighty-eight hundred feet. South room, there's too many fucking people. Why is that? You think? Because it's, it's shorter. It's a, no, it's a bizar. It's a it's a bigger visitor center. Oh, okay. Um, and it's on the city side of things. So, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, you. Uh, I bet we ran into 15 people from start to the three mi- three miles from the top. So, the first 24 miles, I probably ran into 15, 20 people. From three miles to the top, there's probably 150 people on the trail. Shit. Okay. That's awful. I mean, they're terrible. Like, it, it, how big is a trail? Or do you have to, like, is it two people wide? Or no, is it, like, one, and then you've got to wait for them to you pass? step you off, go. and typically the person going up technically has a right-of-way. Yeah. Yep. But not when you're dealing with those people. And so, like, you're coming out of the bottom, and you've been hiking since 3.30 in the morning, and it's 11 o'clock, and it's hotter than shit. And you have all these people that are, like, just oblivious to the fact that you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know me, I don't love the hike. And it was, it was fun. <laughs> Did you tell any people off? No, honestly, um, I didn't. The, I, the only time I ever said anything to anyone is uh, we got to the South Rim. It was probably 12 p.m., and uh, we had to wait to check into our hotel room until 2, and that sucked. Oh, just and sitting out in the – were you able to sit inside in the AC at least? No, there was really nothing because, I mean – covid limited stuff oh yep and then you just had like really not there's so many people every bench outside was taken up so we kind of sat around the car but uh was your car did you leave your car there no so actually uh my uncle's uh, my aunt's dad drove from the north room to the south room okay in the car and didn't hike but we got there and like we were walking down the trail like looking for a restaurant to eat at and kim and i were walking and uh these guys are like Walking slow behind us. We're hobbling. I mean, because you walk out of thing, you're hobbling. Yeah. And uh, these guys are behind us like, what the hell did you guys do? We're like, we just walked from that r- over point that you see all the way over there, barely, to right here. I said, you can walk around us in the trail. And they're like, damn, like, sure. Like, we'll do that. But, <laughs> but no, it was a lot of fun. Um, we go to Glacier over Labor Day weekend. We're pretty excited about that. You going to do some hiking over there? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got some yeah. trails picked out? Hopefully. I think she does. She told me she was on the All Trails app. There you go. So I think she's pretty excited for that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, staying in Bledsoe's house on Flathead Lake will be. Pretty you say it so casually. We just had a conversation yeah, we about this. We just we had a conversation about this. Yeah. He said, "I'm gonna stay at Bledsoe's house." And if you don't know who that is, explain. So Bledsoe, he was my high school offensive coordinator. Um, he's also a <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> he uh, stayed so casually. <laughs> he played for the Patriots um, before Tom Brady's reign. I think he still holds the longest record of uh, most completions in a game. Played for the Cowboys. I think he played for Buffalo for a short stint. Then he nestled up and been with his kids. Um, great family. 
him and his brother both. Um, I'm actually closer to him and his brother than his kids that I played with. But no, super good family, great people. Um, yeah, they're uh, Doubleback Winery in Walla Walla. Go check it out. Nice. Yeah. Does he ever come up here? Yeah, you? yep, he does all the time. So he okay. owns a winery in Walla Walla. He's originally from Walla Walla, so hence the double back yeah. thing. But uh, no, they're making some good wine up there. I know you don't drink wine, but I'm a, I am like wine. I'm a wine yeah. drinker. So. Okay. And now he lives in Bend for the most yep, part. Yep, and uh, I believe they're going to move to Walla Walla. Okay. Yeah. But he has a house in Montana. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So he was like, man, you're more than welcome to stay. And I'm like. It's way better than six hundred dollars a night at the lodge. So. And is it just a cabin, or is it like a it's full a house? Yeah. It's a full-on nice yeah. house. I, I I've never been, but just it's probably gonna be I fucking suspect, fancy. I hell. suspect that it's pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like it's it's hard because you're I'm accustomed to like when I first met the guy, um, I went over there for a football camp, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Drew." And I had no idea who he even was. Yeah, he just, shook, shook. He just "Hey, I'm Drew." That was it, and. uh that night I found out, and I was with one of my buddies, like, you know who you talk to? I'm like, no. And they're like, that's Drew Bledsoe. I'm like, no shit, dude. Like, really? <laughs> and it kind of came about, and I'm like, wow. Like, But no, he's the most humble. Uh, down to earth type. Down to earth. Men- great mentor. One of my best mentors of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, trying to play footsies with you. <laughs> but uh, no, good guy. But no, it's a... Uh, like I said earlier, you surround yourself with people you want to be around. It's it's a good time. You'll learn a lot, that's yep. for sure. Yep. You put yourself in a position to where you know that somebody's done something that you want to do. They can teach you how to get there. Yep, for sure. They can, they can point you in the right directions. They can you know, give you lessons on what not to do. Life, elk hunting. Yep, everything. Football. I mean, you name it. I mean, you, you hang around people that have done it, and you'll learn. Yeah. So to end on that. You surround yourself with good people, good things will happen to you. Always remember that, people. Yep. So. Well, man, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. It was fun. We'll have to do it again. We'll have yep. to get Ben on here and a couple others so we can – we have to get Peyton so we can talk shit to him. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly – actually, I don't even care about talking shit to Peyton at this point. Ben's bagged on me for enough fucking podcasts. <laughs> I want to sit in the same room with that guy. And then, <laughs> yeah, jab, do some jabs back at him. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks, folks, to listening to another episode with us. And don't be afraid to get Western. Yeah, later, guys.